welcome once again to the Believe in the Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Bo Smolka, joined by my co-host, former Ravens tight end, Daniel Wilcox. And we were here just two days ago, and we're back again. It's a short week for us, too, as the Ravens go to Tampa Bay on Thursday night to face a Buccaneers team that has Tom Brady, but has a whole lot of questions. They've lost four of five, and they're not playing well. And it feels like the Ravens are in a spot where they can really steal this one, the way the uh, Buccaneers are playing right now. But Thursday night has not been kind to them lately, especially on the road. We will get into Ravens and Buccaneers in just a minute. Before I do that, I'll remind you that all Ravens, Believe in the Ravens podcasts are sponsored by Bet Online, your number one source for all sports betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, game information, trends at Bet Online. As your continued source for all your sports wagering, Bet Online features live bettering, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. NBA has started up, NHL, Major League Baseball, the World Series is about to begin, boxing, MMA, tennis, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome deposit with your first uh, deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your reward. Bet online where the game starts. Daniel Wilcox, it's a short week for the Ravens. They go to Tampa Bay, and I'll say this, my co-host Daniel Wilcox played five or six seasons for the Ravens, but he won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So let me ask you, Daniel Wilcox, when the Ravens play the Buccaneers, do you have any sense of conflicted loyalties? Absolutely. I mean, I you don't know who to go with. You know, it was the same thing when we played the Jets early in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, when you um when you play against Tampa, man, the Jet, when when you play the Ravens and Tampa, it's always you know Tampa was like my second favorite team that I played for. So you know, I, I have some Tampa Bay gear. I got a couple of hats and some hoodies. And <laughs> well, I'm glad like you didn't that, wear you know. it this morning. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm always gonna stay. I'm, I'm always purple. I bleed purple, boy. I told you I bleed purple, man. So you know, I can't either way I go though. I can't lose this game, right? <laughs> so either team that wins this game, I'm happy no matter what. At the same time, I'm going into it still rooting for the Ravens because that's my squad, you know. So I want to see the Baltimore Ravens come out on top of this one, Bo. But at the same time, if Tampa Bay wins, mm, it's a good weekend for me, regardless. Pretty good position to be in. <laughs> Well, let's talk about this Tampa Bay team. As I said, they're reeling. They've lost four of five. They lost to Carolina, a team that is in total rebuild mode. They went up and they lost 21 to three last week. And this is a team that has Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They've got good players, especially on offense, and they're just not finding a way right now. But they still have Tom Brady. It was funny. We talked to some of the Ravens players this week, young players like Adafi Owe and Patrick Queen, who thought they would not get to play face Tom Brady. The schedule came out and Tom Brady had retired and they were like, oh man, I'm not going to get to play him. Then he unretires and now they're kind of excited for the chance to play against the guy they all call the GOAT. So when you are the Ravens and you have Tom Brady here at 45 years old and scuffling for one of the very first times in his career, if you're the Ravens defense and you're Mike McDonald, what what's your game plan going against the GOAT? Man, I'm going to treat it just like he's young Tom Brady. I'm not going to treat him like he's old, washed up Tom Brady. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still Tom Brady, you know, so be careful what you wish for. You know, you may be excited to play him, but you you don't, you don't know what you're getting yourself into when you go up against this guy. You know, anything can happen any given Sunday in this league, man. And it's one of those games that because they lost last week and they lost to Carolina, I mean, that that means nothing in this league. Every every team in this league, Bo, is stacked 
with Pro Bowl caliber players, every single team. Even the backups are Pro Bowl caliber guys. It just depends on whether or not they're going to have a breakout season this year, next year, or five years from now. You never really know. And, I mean, I just feel like everybody's loaded. So any given Sunday, the team, any team could win. When you come down to playing a team like this that's kind of struggling right now, um, it, it kind of gets you – you, you kind of can get caught off guard easily. You know, Raymond James Stadium is a, is a fun place to play. But it's it's not a fun place for usually other teams that come in there. I'm telling you that pirate ship when they start shooting those cannons, those cannons, man, is you know it definitely can shake you up and rattle you up a little bit, man. It's an electric place to play. It's going to be great weather down there. Usually, it's always beautiful weather. And um, I think the Ravens could definitely get caught slipping if they don't come in here and they prepare properly for this. And I feel like a lot of times, just like I talk about coaching, like about two weeks ago, we talked about the coaching thing. Coaching going to determine mm-hmm. who wins or loses this game. I mean, this game could easily come down to the exact same thing. I mean, you got great players on both sides of the ball on both teams. Yeah, the Bucks are struggling a little bit right now. Yeah, Tom Brady is going through a divorce, and mentally that can screw anybody up. Um, you know, so I think that I think a lot of they their their bad bad play right now in Tampa is also also based off you know Tom Brady's off the field situation and stuff that he has going on. I mean, anytime man is. Is separating from his wife and his kids, and you know you don't know what the the ending outcome is going to be. It, it, it tends to stay on your mind pretty heavily, you know, and it'll, it'll definitely throw you off your game if you can't put all the energy that you normally would put into studying and preparing week in and week out. And you're thinking about your wife, you're thinking about when you're going to see your kids, you know, all that type of stuff. How this thing is going to play out, you know, it definitely could definitely weigh heavy on you. So I can see why they're struggling a little bit, but don't. I mean, let's not get it twisted. They get still got. You know, Shaq Barrett, they still got Ndamukong mm-hmm. Sue. They still got Devin White. You know, they got some studs in Tampa, man. Tampa, Tampa is a really good football team. They could sneak up on us and win this game if um if we don't come in prepared and the coaching don't keep us, you know, locked in. Well, you know, the coaches will talk about, oh, we've been we've been we've been game planning for this game for two or three weeks. That with the short weeks, mm-hmm. I know they they installed stuff in the coaches' rooms weeks in advance. As a player last week, are the Ravens already looking on this game or they're so focused on the previous game in Cleveland they don't have time to worry about this game yet and you only spend a day or two? Or are, are they for a Thursday night game or you literally don't think about it till two days before you play it? I think I think as a good coaching staff, you're definitely looking ahead to try to you know prepare for this game because you don't have a lot of time. So you got to do things in preparation a week or two before or three weeks before so that you don't take away from what you're doing per team that you're preparing for, you know, prior to this game, you know, so you might have to do, a, you know, one day, three weeks ago, another day, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. another day last week. And then, um, you know, whatever you, whatever time you got right now to prepare so that you'll be ready when your guys get ready, when you get ready to implement the game plan to your guys and you have to be sharp and you have to know what's going on. Me personally, as a coach, I, I felt like I only could look at one game at a time. And the reason why I could only look at one game at a time, because I felt like I would start to get things mixed up or misconstrued, or I would start to think all of a sudden Cleveland is playing the three, four and Tampa is playing a, oh, you know, uh-huh. a, a four, three, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. it, it's easy to kind of get it mixed up. And um, I don't, it's just too much to, it's too much to learn per week to, to try to remember two or three things. Now there's guys they don't forget anything. They have photographic memories. I used to be one of those guys early in my career. <laughs> the latter part of my career, I mean, I struggled remembering almost anything. You know, mm-hmm. now I can't remember nothing. I can't remember <laughs> when we got this podcast out of time, bro. You know, but it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So I think as a coach, you know, I, I'd rather t- take things one week at a time and give every team my undivided attention so that I can be at my best when I'm coaching my guys. So I'm sure there's some coaches on the staff the same way. 
you know, but you have to do what you have to do in order to try to prepare for a week like this, because this is a very extraordinary preparation week as far as you trying to get your guys ready to play. It's almost like playing a preseason game where you kind of go into you kind of go into that game knowing that you have limited you know, knowledge of the team that you're going to play, but you know exactly who they are but you just don't know exactly what they've been doing, you know, the last couple of weeks. So it's kind of like a preseason game. Sometimes, some years they'll get a, they'll play a divisional game on this Thursday night. And then you say, well, we, you know, and, and they'll say, well, we already know them really well. We play them twice a year. We, we see them right. all the time. Seeing someone like Tampa Bay, who you don't play, but every four years, it, it, it will definitely be a bigger challenge. Now, the, the, what you talked about the off the field stuff with Brady, and I know there's a lot going on there. And he's been criticized for taking Wednesdays off and going to Bob Kraft's wedding on a Friday night before the Pittsburgh game and other things that kind of asked for scrutiny. But they've also had a lot of issues. I mean, Ryan Jensen was a really good center for them who used to be with the Ravens. He got hurt before the season. He's out. Mm-hmm. They're starting left guard. Uh, they have a rookie playing there, Luke Edeke, who might also be out, hasn't been playing really well anyway. So their interior line especially has been a problem. They rank last in the league, dead last in running the ball, 64 yards a game. And that's with Leonard Fournette. So they're not able to run. And, and you know, running sets up everything. And so that's also been a problem for this team. So offensively, they're challenged. And you think they're thinking, this is so unusual for a Tom Brady team to be offensively challenged. But it will be a test. I agree with you. The Ravens simply cannot afford to take it lightly or, or think Tom Brady is anything other than Tom Brady or he will make them pay for sure. Now, the Ravens might get Tyus Bowser back this week to help with the uh, pass rush. Bowser, as I mentioned last time, he's been practicing for a couple weeks. He's in that 21-day window where he must be activated from injured reserve. When I've been out on the practice field, what little we've been able to see, he's running well and he's looking good. And John Harbaugh was asked yesterday if he would be activated for this game, and he was noncommittal, as he almost always is. But I, I personally think he might be activated for this game. And then, of course, Jason Pierre-Paul has a little more juice this week because he played for Tampa Bay for the past four years. And then he left after the season. He was not brought back. He ended up basically sitting out through the summer, signed with the Ravens about a month ago. And he talked in the locker room yesterday about leaving Tampa and coming here. And he said, look, I have no hard feelings towards Tampa Bay. It's a business. Things happen. But what I want to do is go to Tampa Bay and show them what they don't have anymore. So he is motivated for sure. Absolutely. You know, and you know, other players yeah. are motivated to face the teams that they used to play for. Yeah. So it will be interesting to watch Jason Pierre-Paul, and it will be interesting to see if Tyus Bowser comes back, which if that were to happen, it must a move must be made by 4 p.m. Thursday, so just a few hours before the game. All right, let's mm-hmm. talk about this Ravens offense quickly because it always feels when you watch these Thursday night games, and John Harbaugh even referenced it, they tend to play on the sloppy side. And you can understand that because, you know, as you said, there's not much preparation. There's travel. The whole week feels out of rhythm. And often the play looks out of rhythm. I mean, there was the game a couple weeks ago where there wasn't a touchdown scored. The Commanders and Bears played a pretty sloppy game a couple weeks ago. These yeah. games tend to be sloppy. And I, I, le- I bring that up because I don't think Lamar Jackson can afford to be sloppy and make mistakes. For all Tom Brady's struggles this year, he's only thrown one interception, and that was in the first game of the season. So he's most likely not going to turn the ball over. Lamar Jackson, we know a couple of bad turnovers he had. He was efficient with the ball last week, and he only threw 16 times, took care of the ball, and that was one of John Harbaugh's big stresses. He said he under big pressure, he took care of the ball. I think taking care of the ball will be absolutely critical. What else do you see as being the most important things for this Ravens offense on this short week? 
you know, we just have to really get the ball to our playmakers. We have to figure out a way to distribute the ball to, you know, to 89 and, and 7 and 13. And, um, you know, just to see, I like what he's been playing lately, 43. And it's good to have Gus back. I mean, I just feel I can go down the line and just keep mm-hmm, calling all mm-hmm. these names, man. We just have so many talented guys on offense. And it's a blessing to be in the situation we're in to start getting healthy again. But we have to open this offense up. And we can't you can't sit back and be afraid you know, to go out and make plays and, and to do things that are, that are really keep guys on their heels and stuff like that. You know, in my experience in playing a former team, you know, I, when I was in, when I got to Baltimore, I got a chance to go back to Tampa to play Tampa for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I hated John Gruden, like I, with a passion. I know I'm not supposed to say hate. I'm sorry, guys. Let me take, let me retract the hate. I dislike John Gruden a whole lot. The way he treated me, the way he talked to me, the way he talked to a lot of my teammates, you know, I just didn't really appreciate him as a coach. You know, but I did notice his genius. You know, I, I did see his genius. So when everybody talk about how great he is, you know, I saw him get his mismatches and stuff like that. But when mm-hmm. I went back down to Tampa and I, I got a chance to play against them and we had Steve McNair at quarterback, so it couldn't have been a better situation. It was his first year here. And I remember catching that first t- touchdown. I think that was Steve McNair's first touchdown, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I think it was like week two, went down to Tampa. He, I did, it was one-on-one between me and my ex-teammate, um, Jermaine Phillips. Flip, we called him Flip number 23 for Tampa Bay. And they we got down to the goal line, probably like within five or six yards from the end zone. And they called a play where it was basically like a tight end, like a tight end go or a tight end dump type play. Well, I got a chance to be one-on-one. All I had to do is beat Jermaine. He, he came down. I knew it was one-on-one. I gave him my patented double move at the line of scrimmage. He bit on it. And Steve McNair threw the perfect ball. I got a, touch, I got a touchdown on Tampa. And then I also got like another play on Rondé Barber where I kind of did a bootleg play. And Steve threw the ball like 40 yards downfield, and I caught it. And I had to try to run away from um, Rondé Barber. It wasn't going to happen, but I tried to. <laughs> and, um, you know, but it was just one of those situations, man, where I just – I needed that. Like, I mm-hmm. really, really, really needed that. And I remember at the end of that game, John Gruden coming up to me and shook my hand as he walking across the field. He was like, boy, I really messed up one with you, didn't I? <laughs> and I, at the time, I, it made me feel good, but I knew he was just being a butthole at the end of the day still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like – he just treated me like crap the entire time I was there. So I want to see, I want to see Jason Pierre-Paul come in and just really just show out and just have four or five sacks against Brady, mm-hmm. you know, and just just really just say, all right, y'all thought I was done, but I'm just letting y'all know somebody else seen seen the greatness in me that you couldn't see, and you know, it's an opportunity for him to kind of really put his best foot forward. I think this may be a good game for him to have his breakout game as a Raven. We'll see. I mean, Brady, you've mentioned he gets the ball out quicker than any quarterback in the league, and he always has. But if there's any, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not the same quite. It's not quite the same right now. He's been sacked ten times, which is not a huge amount, but but there's opportunity there, especially with the with the uh, questionable offensive line. Although, as right. I said, they're primarily hurting in the interior of the line. You mentioned the Ravens playmakers. I mean, the injury report this week has been troubling because Mark Andrews still hasn't practiced again this week. Although John Harbaugh stressed that he's, he needs the rest, but clearly. Right. It, He's got a something. Something's not quite right with his knee, and and I know he only got targeted twice and didn't make a catch last week, but he was on the field a lot. Uh, but I think that bears watching. And then Rashad Bateman missed practice on Tuesday with what they said was a foot injury, and he's been dealing with that foot injury, so we don't know his status. But clearly, those are two guys that have to be on the field. And I'll beat the drum again for Devin Duvernay. They have to get him more involved. They just have to get him more involved. I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't figure it out. He makes a great catch down the sideline. He has one other touch the whole day. Um, He had one catch the week before that. I'll say it. I've said it since you got here, and you know I've said it. Good things happen when the ball's in his hands. Mm -hmm. So I think they need to get him involved. And this is a game where that uh, Buccaneers secondary is banged up. 
Uh, Logan Ryan is on injured reserve. Antoine Winfield, safety, is in the concussion protocol. One of their starting cornerbacks, Carlton Davis, is dealing with a hip injury. So they're going to be shorthanded in that secondary. Now the Ravens, we don't know what the status is going to be of their offensive skill players, but I expect those guys will play. And I also think we might see Deshaun Jackson. Remember, the Ravens signed him two weeks ago to the practice squad. Did not play last week against Cleveland. He's had another week now to get used to things. We've seen him on the practice field working extensively. And I would not be at all surprised, especially with Bateman a little dinged up, to see Deshaun Jackson activated for this game this week. And so that would be another interesting thing to see Deshaun Jackson on the field and give the Ravens another weapon. And then, of course, you've got Gus Edwards. As we mentioned, he comes back and has been was great in his first game back. Scored two touchdowns and ran like the old Gus Edwards, just a battering ram between the tackles, who can also get outside better than he gets credit for. And here's another key to this game for the Ravens. The Ravens and John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, others have said all week, and really for a couple weeks now, they need to be more efficient in the red zone. Justin, uh, Lamar Jackson says, we can't leave it up to Justin Tucker to kick short field goals. We got to get in the end zone when we get down close. Well, Tampa Bay ranks 31st in the league in red zone defense. Effectively, when teams are getting down near the end zone, they're scoring on them. And the Ravens have to continue to make that happen. They have to take advantage of chances when they get close because this Buccaneers defense isn't stopping people when they get close. So I think that will be a key to this game. Let's talk about this. this is Thursday night football. Last Thursday night football game, the Ravens played. They went to Miami on the road last year, and they got thumped. They just didn't look really ready to play. The uh, Dolphins surprised them with that cover zero, relentless, all-out blitz. Lamar Jackson wasn't ready for it. It looked like Greg Roman wasn't ready for it. John Harbaugh wasn't ready for it. And they just got flat-out beat. It's a different team. It's a different year. Everything's different. But that has to be in my mind coming off the short week. In John Harbaugh's tenure, the Ravens are 1-4 and on the road on Thursday night football. It's never that easy. But here's something I learned that has actually surprised me. Since 2019, since the beginning of the 2019 season, the road team has actually won 30. They've won 30 and lost 25 on, in Thursday games. So, and that includes the opening night of the season. It includes the Thanksgiving afternoon game. So they're not all Thursday night football per se. But I just assumed road games on th- road teams on Thursdays were not going to fare well because the Ravens haven't. But it turns out the road teams have done okay, 30-25 and on Thursday since 2019. So that will be an interesting thing. Will the Ravens be on the losing side again, or can they again get this win? It would be their first two-game winning streak of the year. And as I said last week, that starts a stretch where after Tampa Bay, their next four opponents, including, and they have the bye sprinkled in there too, all of them are have a record of two and five right now. There's a chance to really build some momentum, but it would include winning this game in Tampa Bay on Thursday night. All right, Daniel Wilcox, it's prediction time. Ravens and the Buccaneers, Tom Brady against Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson will always say, it's not me against Tom Brady. It's me against the Buccaneers defense. And he's right, but people think of it as Tom Brady against Lamar Jackson. And I guarantee you, On that Amazon Prime telecast, it's going to be promoted as Tom Brady against Lamar Jackson. It's Ravens-Buccaneers, Tom Brady against the Ravens defense, and Lamar Jackson against the Buccaneers defense. But Ravens-Buccaneers, what's your prediction, Daniel Wilcox? When I was young, Bo, I used to always make my predictions on who was going to win and who had the best uniform. So (laughs) 
I like I actually like both of these uniforms. I feel like both of these are two of the hottest uniforms in the entire league. I love the Ravens uniform. I love the Bucks uniform. I love that pewter and red down there, and I bleed purple. So I'm still going with the Ravens on top. I'm going to say the Ravens are going to have a breakout game on offense. Greg Roman, I hope you hear me. I hope you hear me. You're going to, let, you're going to cut this thing loose this week, and we're going to get back in the 30 range. So I'm going to say that the Ravens are going to win 35, and our defense is going to go back to playing – Baltimore Raven defense. They're gonna they're gonna sharpen, you know, iron sharpen iron a little bit better this week. The defense is gonna hold them to 14. So it's gonna be 35-14. You got a big win. Big win. Big big win for Baltimore down in Tampa. And um don't don't go to Dale Mabry, guys. Stay away from Dale Mabry. <laughs> what do you think of the Tampa Bay old old school orange and orange and white uniforms, the old Buccaneer on the helmet? We won't even call it orange. We call it Sherbert. You know, it's the <laughs> Sherbert unis. I, I like it, man. I, I think it I think it used to be one of the coolest uniforms back in the days. It was back when the Houston Oilers were still around. Yep. You know, those days. And I, I miss those uniforms. I never got a chance to play in those both. So uh. I love I love anytime you get a chance to go with at least one game in a throwback uniform. I think it builds character and and it kind of gives you a little bit of that heritage and a little bit of that culture of where the team actually came from and where it started at. And um, those were like probably some of the worst days, you know, for Tampa Bay. I love the Patriots went to their throwback uniforms a couple weeks ago with the old, you know, the old Minuteman on the helmet snapping the ball. I love that that uh, logo. So, so crazy. Yeah, and I loved. I did love that old Tampa Bay uniform with the with the Buccaneer on the on the helmet sherbet. I'll I, remember it's a sherbet uniform. I did too, Bo. I, I, you know, I, I, the, you know the funny thing about all this. Like I remember when Buffalo had the, you know, they, they did a throwback, you know, helmet too as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't even remember when they changed the logos. I just it just happened. I just lo- looked up and it's. It became like a natural thing. Like even when the Ravens used to have the old bird, yeah. I remember the old bird when it was, you know, head on, it was looking right at you. Mm-hmm. And now it's got the side. I don't remember it ever changing. It just felt like it changed. Just one day you woke up and it was a different logo. You didn't pay any attention. Yeah. You well, know, Buc- so it's so weird. Buccaneers changed completely. But so you're saying thirty five to fourteen. I'm going I'm going much closer. I don't I don't know that this team has the ability to separate from an opponent right now. Right. And I also think Thursday night games tend to be on the sloppy side. So I think it's going to be a bit of a slog, but I am taking the Ravens. I'm going to pick the Ravens to win 20 to 17. I always seem to pick the Ravens to win by three. And I always end up saying in a close game, give me Justin Tucker. I will take Justin Tucker in a close game every time. As we said last week, he has made 62, 62 straight field goals in the fourth quarter or in overtime. So in a close game, I will take Tucker every time. So I'm going to take the Ravens 20 and the Buccaneers, 17. That's the Ravens and the Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime nationally. It will be on Channel 2 locally here in Baltimore. And we will be back Friday morning to recap that game, Ravens-Buccaneers, and then look ahead to the kind of the next four weeks. The Ravens will have that nice mini-buy uh, over the weekend, which is great if they win, but boy, they will be sitting and stewing if they happen to lose Thursday night. That's Ravens-Buccaneers Thursday night. We will be back Friday morning to recap that one for former Ravens and Buccaneers tight end Daniel Wilcox. This is Bo Smolka on the Believe in the Ravens podcast presented by Bet Online.